school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about something. And there's a whole lot to talk about, so we're going to see where I go. I know that uh, um, America's getting kind of hot, and some of us are loading ourselves into a handbasket. But <laughs> if you understand that, you can laugh whenever you want to. But yeah, I guess there's a whole bunch of stuff to actually talk about. And, uh, you know, I don't know I don't know where what direction the, the U.S. is headed. I don't know what, what's going on in the news. I'm struggling to, to watch just the... The, the, what, what's happening and uh, to see the things that are going on in this United States of America. But I do know one thing. The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders, no matter who they are, no matter what they look like, no matter how they talk, and no matter what direction they want to send us. So it says this in 1 Timothy chapter 2, literally in verse 1, and I think this is the New, Kings, the New King James translation or version. Therefore, I exhort first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, verse 2, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable, and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's uh, verses one through four. And so I'm just going to put it this way. No matter what happens, pray. <laughs> I was sitting with my friend Chris last week, and one of the things he said about parenting, when things go funny, he said, pray. And you know what? That is such a true, true statement. Even no matter where you are in life, no matter what you're doing in life, pray. And right now is a good time to pray for your nation. Right now is a good time to pray for our leaders. And even after everything is decided and figured out and whatever goes on, pray, because that's going to be the biggest key. Now, I know that, uh, that you know, I believe that, that Trump's going to fight tooth and nail and he's going to call all kinds of things. Biden and his team are going to do the same thing. And it's just going to be a wreck moving forward for a while. And uh, so I know that that's going to be kind of some issues. And uh, that's just something we're going to have to deal with along the way. So the best thing to do is pray. And I'm going to read this portion again. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. It's <laughs> pray so that you could be peaceable about the situation. It is not about who's you're not going to pray for the winner i mean you can pray for the winner that's up to you that's fine you can you can pray for the election you can pray for who's going to be in office in january and you can do all that stuff do that stuff pray for the right man to be in place no matter what the process is you know and hopefully it's not you know we're not killing each other in the process of all of this but so that you can live a peaceable life what is going to give you a peaceable life and the Bible even tells us so that we can all get to know Jesus and that gives you a peaceable life. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not cutting this short at three minutes, but I am going to continue to talk about something, you know, but that that's kind of the main core is are you praying for your nation? If you are a believer, are you praying for your nation? If you are a believer, are you praying for your pastors? You got to pray for your pastors. They're in leadership and authority and if you're not praying for them, how do you expect them to give you 
good insight, not make decisions for you, but make, give you good insight on what direction to go in such a time as this. That's the reality of all this. Are you praying for your wife? Is your wife praying for your for her husband? Uh, the, the leadership and authority in the household to guide and direct the youth in the process of all the stuff that's going on, the young people. You know, there's a whole lot that can that can change at the drop of a hat, suddenly, you know? And uh, so I think we have to really pay attention to what's going on. And another thing I think we need to do is make sure we don't shut our churches down. If the government comes in, you know, I'm, I might get in trouble for this. If the government comes in and says, shut your church down due to health and safety, keep your door open. Do not neglect the gathering of the saints. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, you don't have to take my advice. You don't have to do what I say. I'm going to throw that disclaimer in there. So if you're a pastor of a church and you go, well, 100% Richard told me to keep my door open. Don't blame me. I'm just saying that there's going to be a, we're coming into a time that we should actually be knowledgeable about the word of God. We should be knowledgeable about to pray for our leaders. We should be knowledgeable about moving forward with God and pushing forward for the things that God wants to see happen in this earth. And just, just looking at what's going on, you can absolutely see that we are on the verge or in the middle or on the way or whatever terminology you want to use of the end time prophecies. So here we are. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's time. It's time, church. It's time to arise. It's time to pray. It's time to stand up. One of the greatest things I've been enjoying watching on social media because I haven't had an opportunity to get to anything because they're too far away is, is seeing this, this, this uh, let us worship, hashtag let us worship, and these tens of thousands of people were in uh, Washington, D.C., and tens of thousands of people were in Phoenix. These are the ones that I saw. And so this, there's great things happening in the kingdom. There's gonna, the, the end time harvest is out there waiting to be plucked. It's just, and if we shut our church doors, if we shut our church doors, it's gonna be, and, and I'm saying, I'm not saying your physical doors. If we shut the door, if we shut the doors to the church, if we shut the doors to the church, as in we just stop doing it, or we just stop having, you know, or the government tries to shut us down or do any of that kind of stuff, we have to actually open up the spiritual doors of the church, which means we have to be more of the church than we have ever been at any given time in history, which means the individuals that have been growing up in the church and going to your Bible colleges and going to the places are going to have to arise up, do things that are different in their lives, talk to more people, let, let people know who Jesus is, do all that kind of stuff and see the end time harvest may not come the way that we pictured it as giant uh, concerts and giant uh, pulpits, but it may come at the grocery store and it may be in the parking lot and it may be in your house with friends that show up suddenly and go, hey, I, I know you've been living this Christian life and, and I want to know what that is and can be able to explain it and give it to them and pray with them and lead them to Christ. And in the process, praying for our leaders that they go in a direction that is biblical and and, and, and and good and righteous and straightforward. And, you know, we have to have that down inside of us to be ready. And I'm going to give, I'm going to do something. I'm going to turn around here for a minute. If you're watching on video and if you're listening, I'm going to, my sound's going to change a little bit because I'm reaching back behind something. This is a Bible. This is a paper Bible. 
It's got pages inside of it, and uh, it can't be changed once it's been purchased. It can't be manipulated via the internet. It can't be updated. It is what it is. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the word of God is good for reproof, um, change, and, and adjustment. That's what that's what it's for. And as we get to know it, we may start to see these things disappear. Why isn't my app working? Why does this verse suddenly look different? There's a lots of possibilities that could be coming up in the future. And I've been saying that for 100 years, so I'm not trying to be prophetic or anything. I'm just telling you what it is. Have a paper Bible lying around. Make sure you've got one so you can read it right out of it. If you have multiple translations, that's even better, you know? But don't rely on the app. I actually was was on social media not too long ago. Um, one of the guys on uh, on uh, that I met through uh, Michael Lewis, who wrote the book that I, I had him come on here, the True Worth book, and I got, got to meet him through social media, this other guy. And he actually asked, do you prefer the app or do you prefer the paper Bible? And I'm like, I prefer the paper Bible. And I mean, I use the app to read, but I always tend to verify. Is that what it actually says in my paper Bible that I bought 200 years ago? And if you're watching on video, I'm going to show you this one. Sorry for the long pause there, folks. This is this is my, my old study Bible that I used for Bible college and, and youth ministry and some of the stuff that I was in. You can see if, if you're watching that video, this is very, very destroyed. It's been, it's falling apart. It's highlighted and all that kind of stuff is in there. And the reason why one looks like one and one looks like brand new is because one got read all the time, every minute of every day and one gets used for reference. And uh, I'm not saying I'm a biblical scholar, just, be, you know, I, yeah, I went to school, but you know, I, I got good stuff. That's about it, <laughs> you know? And uh, so just being prepared, you know, loving God, praying for what's happening and moving forward with life peaceably. What's that say? Let me go back to it. Um, our authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Now, that doesn't mean don't fight. Don't fight spiritually. It doesn't say that. It says living a peaceable and godliness life in reverence is love God, love Jesus. Pray is praying is fighting. If you don't realize that we're that the United States is in the in a spiritual battle, and you're a believer and you don't catch that, I'm, I might have to go what? <laughs> because you know we're, we're dealing with things that are in the unseen. It's Ephesians six, the armor of God that we, we do not battle against flesh and blood. We see flesh and blood. We feel flesh and blood. We argue flesh and blood. But there's the spiritual things that are behind it that are causing problems. And that's that's a part of what's going to happen in the end times. There's a spiritual battle going on in both realms, as my, my, my pastor's been preaching the past couple of weeks, is the two realms. And these things happen in the background. I'm not trying to be like all crazy, but I am trying to say, hey, we have to realize where we stand and where we are located in our time frame right now. And, you know, watching TV, I, I quit. You know, I can't, I can't watch what's going on on TV right now. I have to have my mind set on the things of God. And no matter who goes in, come January, however long this physical fight happens between votes and all that junk that's going on, no matter how long it happens, come January, whoever goes in, I want to live a peaceable and quiet life in reverence with to God. That's what I want. That's how I like to live. 
Now I'm going to fight on my knees. I'm going to pray and I'm going to do the things required in that, that, that a believer is really required to do is to pray for our leaders. And no matter who goes in, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to be honest. I'm just, I'm not going to be bad. I'm not going to be angry. And if my life has to change because we, we change the way America works, I'm going to go with the flow because I know Jesus is coming back and he's coming back soon. <laughs> and if you hopefully see that, you know, and you know, so like I say, no matter what happens, no matter with the lawsuits and all the junk that goes on, I just want you to know one thing, pray for our leaders, no matter who goes in, don't break windows. Don't, don't do those kinds of things because then it just shows that we're, you know, not very smart people. That's my personal opinion on people that do that kind of stuff or in certain situations. They're just not super intelligent. <laughs> so that's what I have to say today. That's the direction I wanted to go. Church, open the doors. Keep the doors open. Be available to your friends and your family as things start to move forward. Be available in the street to pray with people, be available in the grocery store, get in a position where you know how to lead somebody to Christ because we're going to see that come forward. And uh, that's just, uh, I'm, like I say, I'm not trying to be prophetic. It's just something I, I believe is going to happen no matter how you look at it. We're going to come to that time frame. And the end time harvest may not be the way we thought it was. And it may just be people on the street, people at, the, at your doorstep, the nurse that comes and gives you medication for your grandpa, you know, things like that. Talk to people, love people, pray for your leaders and do great things. Find a way to move forward in life. Stop letting your opinions become hate and just be awesome in God's plan and move forward in that. And hey, go to church on Sunday to where the doors are open. And sure, if your church is online, get online. But do not neglect gathering, especially right now. Get, 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 come together with believers. Come together with Christian people that are in the same mindset and move forward with God and just get going. In Jesus' name, right on, right on. Right on.